Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, good morning, New Jersey. It is Thursday, September the 10th, 2020. I'm Bob Williams. Welcome to the Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Jim Gerhardt, and we have a special guest this morning, Jim. Yeah, we're going to take a, a, a delightful trip down New Jersey 101.5 memory lane. Remember, for the better part of 26 years, we were doing the morning show. We would come on early in the morning when there's big problems and turmoil in the state of New Jersey and say, when New Jersey is slipping into the void, New Jerseyans cry out for Uncle Floyd. Hit it, Unc. Hit it. Hit it. There you go. Hey, guys. So happy. Jim, nice to be here with you. One of our premier broadcaster in the Garden State. And Bob Williams, you know, the first time I met him, he says, hi, Uncle Floyd. My name is Williams Bob. I said, listen, uh, William, Williams Bob, that won't go in showbiz. You've got to change your name to Bob Williams. And he says, you think so? I says, yeah. And, and now he's Bob Williams. And I don't know if you knew that, Jim. Did you know that tidbit of New Jersey Triviana? No, I didn't know that. I don't believe a word of it. Hey, let's get back to the big opening here. And I said, New Jersey, it's turned to Uncle Floyd. Put your hands on those keys and sing. Oh. Where have you been? Come on, here we go. all together. Oh, the factory smoke will make you choke. Oh, oh, oh. In the heart of Jersey, the city skies ain't fit for flies. Deep in the heart of Jersey, the Parkway man takes some water from your hand. Hold it, that shows you how old the song is. <laughs> in the heart of Jersey, the dumps in June ain't like perfume. Deep in the heart of Jersey, one more chorus. The pizza man says, I don't understand. Deep in the heart of Jersey, Jim Gearhart poo will never make you blue. Jim Gear, he said, do it again. Jim Gearhart too will never make you blue. Deep in the heart of Jersey and Route 18, the traffic's always mean. Deep in the heart of Jersey, but it's my state. I think it's great. Here we go. The heart of Jersey. I didn't hit that high note. You know, there you go. I think it's great. Deep in the heart of Jersey. There we go. Come on, you Come on, you got to finish. You got to do the classical finish on that. Way out west in wild New Jersey. Oh, that. Way out west. You know, the fun thing was, uh, you were not in the studio, uh, we're playing that off, generally off a recording, but then Jill Myra, the traffic lady, would come in and she'd bring pom-poms from her old college cheerleading days, 
and everybody was dancing and cavorting, leaping goat-like, bleeding with joy, you know, across the studio. And uh, it just picked everything up. It was such a great lift. It's great to see you. You, you look great. You look fine. I want to tell you something. That record sold like hotcakes. Too bad it didn't sound like a record. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, that is available because I got from uh, Amazon uh, a DVD of the Uncle Floyd show and with, with all that material in it. So it is, it is available out there. You know, I'll tell you how this started, how Bob and I got the idea. I was looking at the, uh, what, inductees or something in the New Jersey Hall of Fame, so-called. And I was looking on there, and I said, this is absurd. Where, where's Floyd? They got all of these people uh, picking, I, I guess, from some celebrity uh, status or other, who were born in New Jersey or had some connection, but very few of them are here or done anything here. You've spent, what's your lifetime? I played every ten categories on great things in New Jersey. So how come you weren't in there? I don't know. I don't even know where this Hall of Fame is. Is it in Trenton? Is it in Elizabeth? I, I think it's in somebody's mind. Where is it? Can anybody? I've asked people. Where is the Hall of Fame? I'd like to go. Is it in Asbury? <laughs> you know, that's an. It's a very interesting point. I never thought about it. It's it's not a place where they have your statue and everything. Oh, yeah. you. You, you were, you were, I mean, to me, you're the quintessential New Jersey person. Now, if uh, you hear the phrase Jersey guy, and if you say, well, what is a Jersey guy? I would think of you because here's a person who spent his entire life and career devoted, really, to, to New Jersey and his people. And I, I guess it's, it's, in a sense, you would say a little bit rough, but with the proverbial heart of gold, the compassion. And... You have raised, and I don't know how many people would know this, but they tell me you have raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for charities over the course of years. You got the, uh, you're in the Guinness Book. I didn't see any of these other people, you know, in the, the, the Hall of Fame who had gotten in the Guinness Book. You got in the Guinness Book of World Records and are still in there for raising money for a sick child. A boy with uh, cystic fibrosis, we raised uh, in... 24-hour period, 46, it came, the total was $46,000 in cash, in buckets, and it was all supervised, and I played the piano that long, and people said to me, how could you play the piano? It was 24 hours and 15 minutes. I said, that was easy. Getting somebody to listen to that for <laughs> 15 minutes was another whole story. But I've raised over $2 million for that we, we have accounts between muscular dystrophy, cancer research, all New Jersey uh, charity is a big, big thing in this state. They have shows, and as you know, fundraisers just about every every week somewhere raising money for somebody. And I, I, I feel it was my duty to try to help out the best I could. Well, you've certainly done it. Now, you, you started, I believe, what, 1974? I believe it was your first show. It goes back a little bit uh, when you're doing the, the television shows. January 29th, 1974. But I come yeah. from hundreds of years of show people on, on both sides of the family. My brothers and I are the last of that line. We're my mother's family and my father's family going back to Italy for generations. We were show people. People think that's incredible. But no, there's farmer people. There's military families. There's uh -huh. a, a devoted their, their lives to firefighting and police work. School teachers, a lot of them come from family generation after generation. It's no different in show business, except that uh, uh, we, we didn't know anything else, me and my brothers. But our kids went to college, and they have choices. 
But uh, we just loved it. It's all we knew, showbiz. Yeah, you were, I had seen somewhere that you were, as a, as a very small child, you were tap dancing in Atlantic City. Oh, yeah, Tony Grant, Stars of Tomorrow. Yeah, on a, on a steel pier. And after that, we'd say, ladies and gentlemen, and that all lined up the kids on the, on the stage. We, ent we direct your attention to the boardwalk where Tony the Wonder Horse will <laughs> climb a 50-foot ladder. Uh, we said a 75-foot. Nobody measured it. And jump into a wooden oak, and oak bucket of water. And here was abuse and animal abuse. And on top of that, everybody in the theater and still people were smoking. It was cigarette smoke everywhere you went. And all the kids would be on the stage doing their tap dance. <laughs> That's how it was. I, th I think most people, I, uh, I would assume, would remember you from the television shows, the Uncle Floyd shows. You were on various uh, channels in New Jersey. You were on, what, the NBC and their network show, I believe, one time, and public broadcasting. And then I believe you were on uh, what NJN back in the day when NJN was a rather sizable force in the broadcast. Yeah. It covered Philadelphia from Philadelphia into Southern Connecticut. It was quite a signal, but it was carried on four UHF stations. And uh, we were on clear in Philadelphia, all of New Jersey and all of New York. Long, well, you know, the five boroughs in West up to Westchester uh, County and into Stanford, Connecticut. It was a big expanse. But uh, that was New Jersey Network, and that's closed up now. They don't have that. Uh, but yeah. I was there three full years, and I did CTN, the Cable Television Network of New Jersey. The UHF Channel 68 was really the big one. And then NBC, we were on 28 O&Os, meaning owned and operated stations. Philadelphia, uh, um, not Philly. Philly wasn't NBC, but uh, Chicago and Cleveland and Boston. and It was quite a run. We had a nice time. Yeah, now, what? Just let's just jump ahead now. You're still very, very active. You have Uncle Floyd Radio, of course, which is accessible to people. How and where? Tell them, Joe. Joe Lemire, the engineer. By the way, we go back to New Jersey 101.5, yeah. and that's when Williams Bob was. Uh, <laughs> or I met Williams Bob. We have uh, we have Uncle Floyd Radio on Facebook. Right. We also have UncleFloyd.tv, where. Now, because of technology and the pandemic, that Floyd and I are screening his television shows oh, yeah. every Monday night at 8 p.m. on stageit.com. And you can visit. Oh, 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 back up. Stageit, S T A G E I T dot com. Correct. Every Monday night, it's called Monday Nights Live with Uncle Floyd. And you visit uncleFloyd.tv. All the information is there, and we'll take okay. you right to the site. Okay, you know, I, 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 I have limited time here. I, I, just some things that really jumped out at me. You, uh, of all these, these Hall of Fame people we're talking about, you are the only one that a major rock star has written a song for. And I just, David Bowie wrote a song for you. And Slipping somebody... Away. Uh, yeah. Slipping Away was the name of the song. Slipping yeah. Away. Now, here's an interesting thing. When you were doing the television show, John Lennon, when he was living in New York, was a great fan of yours. And uh, somebody asked John Lennon, says, well, how did you hear about this show? He said, from David Bowie, and who heard it from someone else. And I'm like, but this, this was the, uh, the, the, the note that you struck with people. And people were, were very fascinated by it, I think especially entertainers. And you had, about what? The whole rogues gallery of celebrities on your programs at one time or another. Anything stick out? Uh, any encounter? 
always remember Robin Williams loved this show. There was a this the yeah. big who really embraced what we were doing. But I you always remember the the, the the thing the people who didn't like you. And there was a young fellow starting out in the business as a newscaster. His name was Williams Bob. And when I read <laughs> Williams Bob, I said, do, do you you like is that enough publicity for Bob Williams now? <laughs> hey, well, I, I, I'm sorry, Bob. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, uh, my Floyd is the first celebrity I ever met in my life. I mean, <laughs> I, I followed Floyd back from the late 70s on the uh, Wometco Home Theater Days, Channel 68. And my mother loved watching Floyd. There was a bit that you guys did on the show called The Village Persons, which was a takeoff oh, on yeah. the village people. And yeah. you, know, you guys are walking around with, you know, like. I think it was uh, Looney Skip Rooney was uh, dressed as the Indian. He's pounding his fat chest, and right. my mother's just like on the floor rolling. And yeah, I've been following you since then. And we went to see you at the Ritz Theater in Elizabeth. Oh man, right. what a great show that was! And I got to meet you person uh, in person at the Montclair radio station in 1981, I think it was, when you came up there for an appearance. Do you? Oh yes, of course. You remember one of your favorite stalkers, Audrey Rosenberg. She was oh. a big fan. Remember her? Oh, yes. Sure, certainly. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was a big fan. So she brought you well, up to the radio station. People don't know this, but I was the one who got Jim Gearhart started in this business. <laughs> I said, Jim, speaking manner, you're very articulate and you belong on radio. And he was in the circus with me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you got a face for radio, Jim. No, I what, what, What's the punchline? Come on. <laughs> Hey, I, I want to. I want to. Something I want to ask you, really. It's kind of personal. I've often wondered about this. You are an exceptionally good actor. Why did you not spend more time acting? Now, for example, you were in Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams. You were in uh, Crazy People, Dudley Moore and uh, Daryl Hannah, right. and you had a pretty good role in that. You have been in Law and Order. Matter of fact, I think. One time, just out of the blue, I didn't realize that. I saw you get killed off in your kitchen, you know, early in the morning on Law and Order. Uh, but you you had that talent and that ability. Obviously, you had your foot in the door. Why did you not pursue more of an acting career? That's it's the way the look. I was on loving the soap opera for six weeks. I played mm. the salesman. They killed me in that too. The, the, <laughs> But I lived in Good Morning Vietnam. I lived, but I was okay there. But uh, loving, they hit me on the head with a shovel and threw me in a ditch. And uh, another one smashed my head into a pinball machine. Uh, that's showbiz, you know, Jim. That's a great question. And people, ask, some people say, how come you didn't go further? It's a, yeah. it's a business where you don't have any control. You, some people get the breaks and some don't. You could either say, I didn't get the breaks. I was unlucky, or I just didn't have the talent. You could take your pick, but I think the business is so immense. Not everybody gets that. I went up for a cup of coffee a couple of times, as they say. But I've been in the minor leagues all my life, and and I'm still there. So that says something. We have, uh, we have a, a question. Absolutely remarkable character actor. You know, there's so many people who make a great living acting that uh, the average viewer could not remember the name and know who they were, but they were there all the time. And you could do that because you could switch personalities very, very easily and quickly. So anyway, uh, that was something that you, I, I, again, sort of limited time here. I, I, we've never discussed politics. I don't know if you're a political creature. As many times as we were on the air together, we didn't get into that. Uh, you can see what 
the world is doing now in the country? Any response? How, how does one, in the view of Uncle Floyd, cope with, with this, this madness? I do political, I don't use my stage for a political forum because I entertain for Democrats and Republicans together. Yeah. They do get together. And by yeah. the way, they laugh at the same material. But I have one question I always address them. I said, all of you, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, can anyone here answer this question? Now you can hear a pin drop. What in the world are you going to I say, how come Route 1 isn't finished yet? <laughs> now, it's the first highway in America, and you can't even finish this. So there's a gentle, it's a gentle. Uh, well, I, I know that you, you, are, you have a brush with uh, politics because traditionally uh, you were on this great train trip that the, uh, all the politicians and the business people get on once a year. And they sit there and they make all kinds of deals between here and Washington. Right. But you were always the, the prime entertainer at the big event that they'd have in Washington. That's right. But you didn't, you didn't let it rub off on you, I take it. That's, that's uh, in your favor. I've always told them all. Uh, and I, like I said, I keep my, uh, my political views off the stage because I need Democrats and Republicans to survive as an entertainer. I need them both. But more important than that, I need to see them laugh together and applaud together. You know, we're one country. And when they hate each other, that, that turns me off tremendously. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, a, a listener, a viewer question. Uh, yeah. Brian, Brian Brown, Floyd, how was it working with Robin Williams on the movie? Yeah. He was the, I, in all respect to everyone I met, I thought he was the smartest man, most intelligent person I ever really got to know. And uh, we were on the set. There were two identical twins in that movie, uh, Dan and Don. And uh, Robin Williams said in front of a bunch of actors, Uncle Floyd, they all called me Uncle Floyd, Uncle Floyd. We see you talking to them. How do you know which one is Dan and which one is Don? Robin Williams, smartest man, says that to me. So they're walking down the hallway. Their backs are to us. I go, watch this. Dan! <laughs> he turns around. I said, that one's Dan. The other one is Don. And that is, the, that is the, my highest honor for intelligent life that I was able to teach Robin Williams how to do that. <laughs> he was smart. He, he, he was good talk about any. He loved to talk about snakes and anything you mentioned. He could talk about it. it. Was great. Well, you also in in crazy people. You worked with a very multi talented guy, Dudley Moore. Oh, wonderful! A lot of there was a piano on every set in that movie because Daryl Hannah played piano, uh, Paul Reiser played piano, Dudley Moore. I played piano. Uh, so Dudley Moore would imitate the way I played the piano to a T. He'd say, all right, now here's Uncle Floyd playing. And he would do a, a crazy <laughs> thing like that. He was, he was wonderful. Uh, you know, all my, but I was never really allowed to do what I wanted to do. They asked me in Crazy People what I wanted to be. I said, I want to be a man who thinks he's a dog. And I bark. I don't talk. And then and Bill Smitrovich, Bill Smitch, Billy uh, Smitrovich, the, one of the actors, and I said, yeah, and when he gets out of hand, I pat him on the head and I give him a little biscuit and he eats it there. And they said, no, 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 no. And then somebody, when AD, assistant director, said, I mean, you're just uh, expensive scenery. You know, you can't steal from the scenes from the stars. So I, I was never really allowed to open up. I, know that, I get that feeling when I was watching that. And this would be available, too. I'm sure uh, Amazon would have crazy people. And uh, you were one of the people in this, uh, what, institution. I believe it was filmed down in Virginia somewhere. You're right, Danville, Virginia. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and they had all of these characters, but you for somehow were the one that you kind of locked in on. Uh, you know, the, the viewer watching the movie. That that was that was when was that made? It was back in the seventies, the early eighties or something. No, that was about nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. It was it's a good movie. Cute movie. The last capital of the Confederacy during the Civil War. And uh, on Pit on the Dan River in Pennsylvania County. Yeah. And we would go out at night, a bunch of us drinking in a bar and everything, and uh, about five of us, and J.T. Walsh was there. And, and uh, so he says, Floyd, come on, sing Yankee Doodle Dandy. And I sang Yankee Doodle Dandy. And then uh, these, these tough guys came in, and they're looking at us, and they said, something stink in this room. Woo, something stink mighty high. Look, smell <laughs> like Yankees, don't it, boy? Yeah, smell like the Yankees are down here. Thank you all. Floyd, sit down and shut up. Shut up. Everybody just sit and don't even look at these guys. Woo, nothing big more than a Yankee. All of a sudden, our grips came in. I don't know who those are. They're like the Marines of the set. The guys who move the scenery and drive the trucks. About six of these big, tough guys come in. And then I saw our grips come in, and I stood up and said, I'm a Yankee doodle dandy. And the good old boys backed off. It was a great moment. It means nothing, as it sounds right now, but someday. Uh, that, was, that was a while back. You years. know, you, you, uh, the years, I, I don't know how to phrase this question, but I, and maybe there's no answer to it, but in all of your time in New Jersey, what would be your probably outstanding experience or memory with New Jersey or with New Jersey people involving uh, Jerseyans? Well, this is a strange one because I, I, I just went all this whole diatribe how I don't do politics. But when Richard Nixon, President Nixon, hit his lowest uh, popularity, he said to his people, I want to find a place where I still have some support in this country. Find out where I'm still, I have the highest acceptance. And they said Bergen County, New Jersey. And he moved to Bergen County, <laughs> New Jersey. It was still 20% of the people loved Nixon there. And they used to go in this Italian deli in Waldwick, the Italian Riviera. And there was a picture of me hanging up. He said, and he actually said a few times, I like that fellow, that Uncle Floyd. I like the way he plays that piano. Wow. And, uh, and, and I'd, I'd really like to meet him someday. And never happened. He never got to meet me. But he enjoyed the way I played the piano. And I was kind of touched by that because I'm non-political. I'm totally not. As, and I'm old school that way. But uh, that was very interesting to me. And Jackie Onassis at New Jersey 101.5. Joe was in the studio. Yeah. I don't know if Bob Williams remembers this. We got a call. Jackie Onassis, like when she was living out by Mount Oliver somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, Shrewsbury, whatever. The, uh, yeah, I think it was Mount not Olive. Shrewsbury, but Mount Olive. And uh, one of her closest friends said she liked you so much that she had an oil painting made of you and blah, blah, blah. So you, you never know, Jim, as you know, and Bob yeah. knows, yeah. in this business, we don't know who's listening and watching. Right. Let's, uh, what now, uh, let's bring it right up to the present. Now, in addition to the Uncle Floyd uh, radio or television you mentioned, anything else? You're, you're doing live gigs still, uh, appearances? I, I hate to report this. Everything's canceled through the end of October right now. I mean, I work 30 shows. I've been at my last live show was March 13th, and that was in, uh, in Yonkers, New York. And then I remember uh, everything closed down a couple days later. I mean, in our business, the live auditoriums, the, the comedy clubs, the church auditoriums, the American Legion halls, the Elks clubs, the Lions clubs, they all had to uh, shut yeah. off for a while, catering halls. So, so, but I've been on the internet, and like Joe Lemire was just saying, 
we did 6,399 Uncle Floyd Show episodes in either hour form or half an hour syndicated and locally made. It came to that number. And out of that, maybe 800 still survive. So most of them have been thrown out, erased, bulk erased, as we said, or burnt, as we call it in TV, to use the tape stock again. That's, you know, save economic. Those reels cost $250 a piece in 1974 and 5. So they'd erase them. We'd use them 10 times before the lines came in, and the FCC would say, you got to dump that. That's too old to put on the air. It's it mm. destroyed. So that's it. But we show those on uh, UncleFloyd.tv, right, Joe? Right, and every, every Monday night. They're pretty uh, They're interesting to see, considering we had no rehearsal. We didn't have boom mics. We just, we just winged it. We just did it. One thing that I'd learned back back in the day, we were talking and on the air, you would be my guest, I, uh, and, and we, I think you were, you worked for the station at one time. Yeah, and, uh, we were on you, Saturday. Oh yeah, Joe, uh, uh, Floyd was on uh, before Big Joe came into the station. He was the uh, yeah. the main he weekend the guy. Weekend. I, yeah. I uh, had the pleasure of uh, uh, being on before uh, Floyd on Saturdays. I used to work till noon, and Floyd did the afternoons on Saturday and Sunday. Remember Floyd? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. yeah, and I filled in when uh, Walter Stable used to put me on it. When yeah. after sometimes, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of you, fun. You, I, but I learned during that time. You know more about the state of New Jersey than anybody I've ever encountered in New Jersey. Your encyclopedic knowledge about it. You've had what fifty years of very intense relationship with New Jersey. Over the course of those years, what's different now than then? I mean, obviously things are, but what what the big changes what, uh, that you have observed? Well, there's less traffic on the parkway. That's number one. <laughs> <laughs> the tolls never went up once we legalized the, uh, gambling in Atlantic City. Remember, <laughs> they were a quarter, and they were going to stay a quarter as long as we had gambling in Atlantic City. So yeah. that's a spot. Sure. <laughs> You know what amazes me about New Jersey is there was a study recently, and of the 50 states, New Jersey has the most irritating accent, which I took great offense to. And we, we addressed it on the Internet thing we did. Uh, there is no such thing as a New Jersey accent. Down in the southern part, they'll say, Uncle Floyd, Floyd, Philadelphia, <laughs> Uncle Floyd, what time is your show on? Now, <laughs> on, on, yeah. You never hear anybody say, what time is your show on in Jersey City? And we say coffee instead of coffee. You know, we have our own language here, but it's there's 21 counties and 21 unique accents if you get into it. Well, what is the stereotypical New Jersey accent that people use who don't know what you just said? It's a New York accent, really, that people if you're think. In County, it's New York, New York, New Jersey, and people in New York laugh at the way we say R-I-V-E-R, -E river. We pronounce the R at the end on river, and they laugh at us, and they say it's river, river, the Hudson River. You from Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. The governor, Jersey, and you are perfect together. Perfect. Together. He was uh, the best. Yeah. Well, well, uh, what's your outstanding memory of, of, of Uncle Floyd over the? Oh, oh my time Just pass, just uh, crossing paths professionally since since like the college days when I met Floyd. I mean, we we crossed paths uh, several times. I mean. My first my professional job was in Plainfield at the old WERA. Oh, and Floyd yeah. had a contract with a bunch of these local AM stations to do the Italian-American serenade. That's right. And then, then all of a sudden you show up on a Saturday or Sunday after I'm working there and I'm saying, what are you doing? It's, he says, oh, I got to make a living. <laughs> so he yeah. brings his, he brings his uh, 
Jimmy Roselli records and, uh, you know, Jerry Vale, and he makes a half an hour of it, right? Or an hour, right? It, it was and, you, and, you, and you would do this live. You would yeah. drive to these different radio stations because yeah. there was not the technology of taping or doing something. You would actually go in and work the equipment at these radio stations. So you are a real workhorse. And, and well, then, of course, uh, you know, we, uh, we work together. I do a lot of mobile DJ work over the years. And we ran into each other at a church carnival out here in uh, Mount Olive. You used to do that going, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. uh, and then, and then okay. finally we got, and then Jim, finally we got to work together on New Jersey 101.5 on weekends, which was a real highlight for me. You know, I think we're, we're kind of, uh, so the call to drink up is closing time. We're running close to our limit here. Yeah. But I, I, I interested, Floyd, uh, all the time you spent in New Jersey, you've known everybody in New Jersey. Who, what is your, who is the outstanding, what memory, a person that you have known in New Jersey? If somebody said, who is the, pops to your mind when I say great New Jersey people, who would it be? Bob Williams. <laughs> other, other, other than Bob, other than Williams, Bob, yes. <laughs> no, I like Mr. Potato Head was a big fan of mine. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head lived in Plainfield. And his son, Bud. <laughs> Spud, Spud. I, 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 my problem is I love people. And yeah. It, all, and most entertainers kind of do. And I know, Jim, you're that way. And Bob Williams is the same way. We, we love to see people uh, happy or together. We like disagreements. I, lo I love arguments. I have friends we love to argue with each other. But we end up enjoying each other's company. I think that's a good, healthy thing. And I, I have faith in humanity. I really do. Well, oh, that's great. I, I, I wish you could rub some of that off on us. Before we go, could you do a hey, 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 snap it, pal, for us? Hey, snap it, pal. That was a little puppet, little thing we had. Oh, we never said sit on it. And right. On a TV show, sent in a picture. Says Uncle Floyd, when you were in high school, did you say sit on it? I says no, we didn't. But that's only half of it. It was very vulgar. Sit on it, and we'll leave the rest to the imagination. We used to say, "Hey, snap it, pal!" And that oh. was and it oh, caught, okay. on. Anyway. Uh, great, great, great trip down memory lane. Floyd, bless you, and uh, keep it up for heaven's sake. You're Thank you're you. a great, you're a wonderful person, and it's been such a great honor to know you. Really. Well, no, that's vice versa. I, you are a tribute to our state, number one, and I can't thank you enough for all the good things you've said about me on the air over the years, the playing of my record uh, constantly, and uh, and then uh, taking my advice. And I says, why don't you give this kid, Williams Bob, a break? Uh, he really loves <laughs> to be in radio. He really loves show business. And I can't do <laughs> it. And, give, give, give and the rest is, is rest is history. Yes. Give yourself yeah. one more plug. Where where's the show on the internet now? Give us one more. Plug. Oh yeah, Uncle. You go to if you go to UncleFloyd.tv, that'll direct you how you can see the old episodes with me and Joe Lemire masterfully put them together. We show oh, yeah. pieces of them, of course, and uh, what's left of them. And there's a lot of stuff floating and around. Live, and we're live, and, and sometimes we take calls from people, but uh, generally they they tune in or. Tune in, listen to me. They, they, <laughs> they find us to, to enjoy the old TV show. Hey, Jim, hey, hey Jim yeah. with, uh, with uh, Joe LaMere, you won't believe it. Joe has an actual working cart machine. He's probably the only person in the country with an actual cart machine that still works. Well, well cart machines, 12. Four, to be, you know, unless 12. you know what a cart machine is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, listen, 
Yes. Yeah. So, hey, listen, guys, thank you very much. Joe Lemire, uh, Joe's producer, thanks for putting all together for us. The inimitable, unparalleled Uncle Floyd. God bless you. You gentlemen, God bless you both and be well and and hope to be on again someday, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. You can catch us anytime at nj1015.com and on the uh, New Jersey 101.5 app. We'll be here next Thursday. Have a great week. Thank you. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.